Okay, good afternoon, good afternoon, or whenever you listen to this recording after the fact, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Monday, at least day of recording. You might be listening to this any other day, so if it's not Monday when you hear this, happy whatever day it is. Okay, but at least the time of the recording today, it's Monday. Whenever you listen to it, it might be Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday or Friday, whatever. Whatever day it is, happy day, whatever it is. Okay. So we have a lot of we have a lot of ground to cover today. And you know what? We're 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 gonna do We're gonna do scene or we're gonna do the episode on or scene. Alright. And then I think at some point we're gonna do telekinesis and other things that I don't inherently have. But Maybe we should do it. Or Psychic Kinesis. Whatever the fuck it is. Change the name of it. I still prefer Telekinesis so we're calling Telekinesis. But I think most po- call it Psychic Kinesis now. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I know I'm dragging my feet on it. It's just because I don't... In a real life setting, I, I don't have it. As far as I know. I know one or two who say they have it or developing it. Either way, I don't. So, it's not something I have independent experience with. But... We're going to muddle through with that. Alright. All that being said. So here's for the adjust. So that way I'm going to try and keep on schedule. And try not to ramble too much. But I'm going to promise all of you. I'm going to try. But I'm not, But I, I can't say I won't ramble. So. Alright. But I'm going to do my best. To keep this show a little more coherent. Alright. Step one. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate your support. From the beginning and to current people, thank you. I appreciate any and all support you give. That's always paramount. Thank. That being said, thank you. Also, I'd like to thank Wisdom for allowing me to have this platform. Even though I'm still having problems recording my past for the spinoff, but... I mean, not recording, but downloading. It happens. Things happen. You know, we'll just muddle through, you know. Nothing's perfect. I'm sure there's a good reason, I'll, and I'll find out why. And I'd like to thank Anchor slash Apple, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, and wherever else my podcast podcast is. If I can talk, that'd be nice. Thank you. So, and if you'd like to book a reading with me, please email me at psiwork101 at yahoo.com. Okay. So now that we got that settled, and of course, if you'd like to... De- well, we'll talk about that at the end. That doesn't really matter. Okay, so we have a lot of ground to cover. So here's the uh, here's what's on the agenda. First, we're going to read some articles of celebrities who have died this month, at least this, or at least most recently. I don't think I I, pr- I pre-read them. They don't look too long, so it won't take up too too much time. I'm sure most already know about. It. I'm a little late to the game. I admit. I also admit that I still have to do. I have to rewatch episode five and watch re rewatch episode six so I can actually do a review on that. So either it's going to be on a spinoff or the, or the next episode. I admit I am a little behind on that, but there's that. Other than that, after the articles, we'll go into a quick little story time, little vlog, and then we'll get right to the main event. So. Hopefully, if I start now, or at least start in one minute or less, 
I should be able to do this without rambling on and on. Okay, so, without further ado, let me get to the computer and read. Alright, I'm sure most of you already know. Hopefully I can get this crap to work. And that's why I restarted my computer so this wouldn't happen, but, hmm, no. Clearly, my computer has other plans. I gotta learn to clean this shit out more, but that's neither here nor there. God damn it, sorry about that. Oh, God, come on. Oh. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I got both these articles from the New York Post, so clearly they're not mine whatsoever. I'm just reading you. I'm just reading them to you. Just in case anyone was wondering. I mean, I'm sure you all know that, but I just want to make sure I don't mean any copyright infringement whatsoever. Oh my goodness. Although, if I can get my computer to work, that would be fucking nice. Anyway, hold on. That's why I did this before. Anyway. Of course. Just when I finally am trying to get a little bit more organized, bullshit has to happen. Ugh, I probably should have got more... RAM or gigs on my computer the last time. I didn't want to pay for it. Well, that's what I get. But, I can always have it, but then I also figure, which I can, is just upgrade the damn thing and put more, you know, you get what I'm saying, y'all. Alright, so while this is happening, we're gonna switch the agenda around a touch. Not by much. Alright, we're going to story time right now, and then we'll, we'll read the articles, and then we'll get to the main event. So, we're just going to switch it. Alright. So, welcome in, welcome in, welcome in for anyone who's listening. Thank you so much for your support. Alright, so here's what's been going on so far with my little friend. Well, actually, he's my big little friend, but... Anyway. Without going into his business, because, you know, that, that, that doesn't really help me to talk about. It. And honestly, it's not my business to talk about. Let's just say he's going through a lot. And that's an understatement. I mean, it's nothing I can help him with, which I feel kind of bad about. And when I mean kind of bad, I mean I really, really, really feel bad about it. But also, there's only so much I can do, and some things he has to do for himself. Or like most things. All I can do is try and be an ear and let him know. And I think he knows that. At least I hope he knows. And, well, in truth, I'm just frustrated for him. But... If I'm right, and, and I believe I am, I th- he will get through it. I mean, I don't see why not. He's a strong enough person, mentally and otherwise, so I think he'll get through it. So I'm just hoping I'm right. In fact, I am right. He will get through it. And I let him know that I think he believed me, and I think he felt it, so... At least I hope so. That being said... He did open up to me about it, and I'm happy about And I'm, I am very happy about that. Not happy he's going through it, of course, but happy that he opened up. So, there's that. And at least he acknowledges that I am a little frustrated waiting for these damn questions that he wants to ask me. But, and I appreciate him acknowledging that. Just like I acknowledge that he has way more important things to worry about right now. And he does. So I acknowledge that too. And I thanked him for being a friend and supporting me because I felt bad that I haven't been able to go to his lives when he was on TT. He said, oh, it's okay. I understand. And he said, I thank you. And I said, I thank you for your support and your friendship. And he said, I thank you as well. 
So there's that. You know, mixed with everything that has happened so far, I do think, and most people I've talked to think, there's a good chance that it could be into me in that way. At least a good enough chance as anything right now. So, I mean, sure. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And there is no guarantee. So, there's that. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you're going to ask someone if they're a switch, top or bottom, or whatever, and other things, usually, not always, usually, that usually means there's something possibly more to it. Not all to my friends. Some straight guys are just, you know, just that curious about it. Okay. Not always, not always about wanting to have sex with somebody. That's true. But in most situations, it could lead. So we'll find out. Listen. So far, I don't know what to think. That's not true. I do agree with Athena and everyone else, everyone else that there is a possible good chance here. A great chance. Time will tell. You know, I'm just happy he's opening up to me in general. And I feel grateful about that. All that being said and done, I guess time will tell, right? Alright, so I don't really have anything else to report that's new. And for those of you who heard most of the story on the on the spinoff, I won't bore you again on and on with the same bullshit. But let's just say I think we're progressing. I still six steps forward and one step back. I mean, he did say he was supposed to call me. He was going to call me later, which was yesterday. He didn't do that. Maybe he'll call me today. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. But he did give a specific time. A roundabout time. So it was better about that. I'm just going to call him Wednesday if he doesn't call me. I figured that, that, that should be enough. You know, time. Or at least reasonable, anyway. Without me up his ass. Up, you know, bothering every five seconds of the day. Hopefully, if I give him to Wednesday, that's enough time that's separated. And I'm not just all up in his space. I'm trying to work on that, y'all. I know. <laughs> but, what can I say? So, alright. I guess the only thing I can say about this is that I guess time will tell. Because I have no other option, of course, I see... Someone who was in his, whatever, I don't know, TikTok house, whatever, family, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I don't have anything against her, honestly. She's probably a very lovely person. But, no, I'm sure she is. I'm just being a bitch. But, it's just, ugh. Anyway, without going to specifics, you know, I admit there is some things, you know, that she was talking about. I don't know if you should have talked about online, but that's none of my business. She's a grown woman. She can do what she wants. She don't need my permission for goddamn shit. You know, but then Athena told me she has nothing on you. You don't have to worry about her. She is not the problem. I guess what, you know what it is, y'all? I just hate that sometimes when, when he was fun with these heifers, but yet easier to talk to them, but yet me, oh my God, it's like pulling goddamn teeth. Of course, Athena did make a point that sometimes if you like someone, it's a little easy, it's a little more difficult to talk to them. I'm like, okay, you have a point. Because I'm kind of the same way with them on certain things too. So, okay, fine. 
<laughs> anyway, so the point is, to round this little train wreck up, I think I just need to learn to calm the fuck down. And just take it for what it is, and just take it one day at a time. Anyway, so there's that. But at least things with me and Rear Fox are, are doing better. We're actually spending more time to get, oh my god, this fucking article. But, oh, god damn, I have too much crap on my computer. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I get it. I guess I'm just going to learn to let that take things for what it is. And calm the fuck down. So there's that. And at least me and Rear Fox are spending more time together. So I am happy about that and talking more and so on. So I am happy about that. Once again, the, this goddamn thing is not... Uh... Yeah, so that's what's going on with that. Alright, so now let me try and... Uh, I hate when this shit is not... My my apologies, y'all. Technical... If I can talk. Technical difficulties on my end. Oh, I have too much crap on my computer. Hold on, y'all. Again. As a side note, apparently Paul Rubin, best known for P.U. Herman, is dead at 70, which I don't know if he's old enough to be 70, but mm -hmm. there's that. So, rest in peace, Paul Rubin. Alright, so the articles I'm trying to read, which is taking up way more time than I really wanted to take, which is why I went into story time first. And then sped up to River Fox is because I'm trying to get this shit to load again and it's being annoying. Because, you know, why not? So there's that. Yay! Hopefully I can get this to to load. Otherwise, I'm just gonna have to just give you all the links in the in the in the main and y'all just have to read it yourselves. And then we'll just talk about it with Sinead O'Connor and Tony Bennett. I mean shit. Cause I'm already probably taking up way more time than I need, and you're already like, what the fuck is this go what the fuck is this flying my- See, I can't even talk right now! Fly by shit going on! It's like, girl! Hell, I'm saying it to myself, if it makes you feel any better whatsoever. I mean, it probably doesn't make you feel better, but at least you know I'm- I at least recognize it. I don't know, so let's try this one more time. Alright, come on. Okay, here. Alright. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna load them up individually, because I probably don't need to have both of them up at the same time. Okay. Alright. We'll put Sinead O'Connor first on the 31st of July. I don't think she died then, of course, but it's just when I'm seeing it. Okay. Hopefully I see the goddamn thing. Hold on. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. So, let's read. Hopefully, it shouldn't be too long of an article. So, let's go. Alright. Sinead O'Connor, dead. <laughs> the way they put it. Nothing compares to you, singer, was 56. I hate how they word this shit. It's so fucking weird. But alright. And this was a few days ago. Uh, July 26, 2023. 1.46 p.m. by Danica or Danica Danielle. Or Daniel. Interesting. All right. Sinead O'Connor, 
a gifted but controversial singer, which they are right, she is gifted. Let, let's give praise where, where it's meant to be. She is gifted, let's tell the truth, she is. And unfortunately, or fortunately, she is controversial, but hey, good for her for being controversial. Fuck it. We'll talk about it this long. So, moving on. The gifted but controversial singer of the classic song, Nothing Compares to You, has died at the age of 56. Oh, 56 already? I don't know, I guess it makes sense. Anyway. In a statement, the singer's family said, it, it is with great sadness that we announce the passing of our beloved Sinead. Her family and friends are devastated and have requested privacy at this very difficult time, which, which is fair. O'Connor erupted in onto the music scene, yeah, erupted onto the music scene with her debut album, The Lion and the Culver, in 1987. Oh, really? Okay, that makes sense. At the age of 20. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I thought she was 20. Good for her. Again, I was a little kid, so I didn't know. Well, all right, shows what I know. Yep, now, now it makes sense. Don't mind me. At the age of 20, known for her fiery temperament and shaved head, O'Connor went on to release 10 studio albums during her record-setting career. I don't know she did 10 albums. Shows what I know. I, I didn't know she did 10. Wow. I'm, sa I'm sad to learn this after she died. That's, that's actually very sad. And I didn't know that. Or at least had an idea of it. Wow. Alright. That's sad, actually, that I didn't know that. But moving on. I'll ramble on about that for 20 minutes. Three years after her debut, she became a household name with a... Written condition of Nothing Compares to You. A power ballad written by Prince. Oh. I didn't know Prince read, wrote that. Cool. The track turned O'Connor into an international sensation and was named the number one world singer in 1990. Oh, okay, now it makes sense. By the Ballard, by the Billboard Music Awards. There we go. The company, the company, the company music video, I'm sorry, which featured a close-up of O'Connor's tearful face become became just as iconic as the track itself and is considered one of the most recognizable clips of the decade. That would make sense, actually. The following year, she won a Grammy for, Be Grammy for Best Alternative Music Video Performance for her al <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. For Best Music Performance of her album, I do not know what... Oh my god, I can't even read shit today. Let me read that part over. My apologies. The following year, she won a Grammy for Best Alternative Music Performance for her album. I do not, I do not want what I ha haven't got. Okay, that was a lot. Don't say that three times fast, y'all. Landed by the Irish community, the inaugural award for classical Irish album was bestowed upon O'Connor at the RITE Choice Music Prize earlier this year. Oh, good for her. During her speech, the crowd erupted in applause and gave her a standing ovation. Well, good for her. No, I'm being serious. I wasn't being funny. You're very welcome in Ireland, she said, expressing her gratitude. I love you very, very much, and I wish you happiness, she added, after dedicating the award to each and every member of Ireland's refugee community. 
Okana changed her name. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry. Because, again... God, this always wants to be annoying. Okay, come on. Just when I'm reading. on again I apologize I hate when my computer wants to do this especially when I'm trying to alright quick a slight intermission because apparently I'm not surprised. All right, we're going to take a quick intermission. But apparently, that's what she said so far. So I, I know where I left off on, so it won't take me that long to get there. But I do apologize once again for the intermission. just came in welcome in welcome in i'm sorry we're just taking it there we go i left off where we left off perfect okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay there we go you're very welcome in ireland she said continuing where i left off expressing her gratitude i love you very much and i wish you happiness she added after dedicating the award to each and every member of ireland's refugee community o'connor changed her name to shada shahada so, I'm a spell because I'm butchering that poor woman's name, and that's not cool. I believe I have Shahada S A D A Q A T in 2018 after she decided to convert to Islam. Okay, then why aren't we calling her that as well in the article? But okay, I guess, girl. Okay, side note I hate when people do that. If someone changes their name, whether we like it or make sense to us or not, it doesn't matter. If she changed her name to that, we should respect and call her that. And parentheses of her former name. But okay, I guess. Moving on. This is to announce that I am proud to have become a Muslim. And there's nothing wrong with that. I support her on that. Good for her. She wrote on Twitter on 
October 19, 2018. This is a natural conclusion of any intellect, intellect, theologian's journey. All scripture study leads to Islam. Okay. Which makes all the scriptures redundant. Okay. Who, who am I to judge? Good for her. I will be given another new name. It will be Shahada. Okay. Good for her. I respect that. More power to her if that's what it works. If that's how it works for her. Moving on. In twenty in January 2022, the hitmaker lost her 17-year-old son, Shane. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think I vaguely remember that, which is sad. I'm so sorry that she lost her son, Shane. Who, she said, did it Decided to end his his earthly struggle today and is now with God. Like how has a 17 year old trans transmitized young person who was on a suicide watch in Tailgate Hospital's Lynn Ward been able to go missing? I butchered that, but you get the idea. Yeah, I don't know how that happens either, but okay, girl. O'Connor wrote in a since deleted tweets. Well, she has a point. I, I have to give her, she has a point about that. Her final tweet, okay, hold on. As she continued, as she continued, oh God, hold on. As she continued to g- grieve his loss, O'Connor management, which I wish I'd call her by her, but whatever, management team released a statement announcing she was canceling all her scheduled gigs and would be not be performing for the rest of the year, which I think is more than fair. Her final tweet earlier this month was, was a tribute to her late son, where she wrote, being living as an undead night creature since he was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. Been living as an undead night creature, he was the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. We were one soul and two halves. He was the only person who ever loved me unconditionally. I am lost in a bardo without him. And there's a pic link there if you want to go look at it. And it had her former name, Sinead Marie Barda, a lot, whatever, I can't pronounce that, O'Connor. In July 17th, 2023. Okay, did it pop up with hurry the fuck up? Oh my god. Anyway. Hold on. Oh god, this is annoying. Especially when I was getting to the end of the article, too. Hold on, y'all. It basically went out to our, to our oh my god, to our offline antics, or our online antics as well, which happens, I suppose. So, that's just a quick summary on that. In between this article, hurry up with this keep loading. Again, I apologize. This is taking way longer than it should. 
Okay, so I'm gonna finish where we left off as soon as and I'm not gonna restart my computer, I'm just gonna clear out some of the shit. Again, I'm sorry y'all. This is taking way longer than it should. So my apologies and thank you for your patience. Okay, let's try this one more time. Hopefully it just leave it just goes where I left off. That way I can finish it, we'll go to Bennett, and then we'll start the main event. I'm sorry, this is taking way longer than I thought it would. For something that really should not have taken this long. Okay. So here we are. Okay, good. So she comes... So O'Connor decorated, again, her, by her former name, decorated her career was not without controversy. As we all know, she often made headlines for her antics, which we all know about. She cemented her status as an eccentric and passionate performer when she turned her October 1992 Saturday Night Live guest appearance and musical performance into a protest. Okay? We all, I, I remember that one. The success has made a failure of our home singer shred a picture of John Pope John, Pope John Paul II on stage to fight against sexual abuse in the Catholic Church. Awesome. Now I think it's awesome, now that I understand it. The stunt got the Grammy winner exiled from NBC for Life and also booed offstage at a Bob Dylan tribute concert a few weeks later, Rolling Stone reported. So, there we go. So, Rolling Stone. So, yeah, we all know that. She had torn a picture of the photo. Of the yeah. Okay, so, at the time, O'Connor had said she had torn up the photo to protest sexual abuse of children by the Catholic Church. However, she later revealed that the story goes much deeper. Which would make sense now, actually. Thinking. After years of speculation, O'Connor revealed in 2021 her rationale behind her infamous infamous appearance on the famed skit comedy show the tribute the trouble of the world singer dropped a bombshell in her 2021 memoir remembrance which was excreted by rolling stone or ex i'll spell it because i can't pronounce it very well excerpted by rolling stone my intention had always been to destroy my mother's photo of the pope she said i represented lies and liars and abuse and, and abuse the type of people who kept these things were devils like my mother. Okay, that's making more sense now. O'Connor wrote that she visited her... I hate when they cut Connor O'Connor. I get it, but still. But for whatever sake, I'll just finish with O'Connor. Visited her mother's home after her death and took down from her bedroom wall. The only photo she had ever had up there was of Pope John Paul II. After, almost 30 years after the incident, O'Connor had no regrets over ripping the Pope, ripping up the Pope on camera. Everyone wants a pop star. See, she wrote in the memoir, but I am a but I am a protest singer. I just had stuff to get off my chest, and I had no desire for fame. 
That makes sense. Born in Gal Gal Glengarry, south of country in Dublin, in 1966. I'm sure I butchered that, I'm sorry. O'Connor's parents separated when she was young, and she later spoke of the abuse she had suffered in the hands of her mother, which she said led her to have mental, Ill mental health issues as an adult. That sounds about right. She ran a torture chamber, O'Connor said to Dr. Phil during an episode that aired in 2017. It was a torture chamber. She, she was a person who took delight and was smile and hurting him. My earliest memory, she's telling me I shouldn't have been born. She didn't want me. O'Connor or Shahada, I would say, theorized why she garnered her mother's disdain. She didn't want girls, she explained. She wanted me to be a boy. She dressed me like a boy. She chopped my hair off whenever she beats me, which is daily. I'm naked. She makes me take my clothes off. I have to lie on the floor and I have to open my arms and, and legs. I have to let her attack my abdomen. She wants to burst my womb. She wants to destroy my reproductive system. She wants to stop me from being a female. Her first marriage to music producer John Reynolds resulted in the birth of her son Jake, now 36. Oh, I didn't know she had another child. No, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I knew about the one child, vaguely, but no, I didn't know she had one son. Which would make sense, actually, so. So, okay, she has, so her one son is 36, so I guess he's presumably alive, which is good. She subsequently aborted her second child with, with Reynolds due to their separation in 89. A short time later, O'Connor embarked on a relationship with Irish journalist John Walters, with whom she welcomed her daughter, Rosalind, in 1996. If this if this keeps going, I'm just gonna skip to the next article because this is taking too much time. But for those of you who can get links, I, I have a link to the article. You can read it yourself. I'm so sorry, y'all. Okay, we're gonna try, we're gonna wait one more second. Otherwise, we're gonna move on. But unfortunately, she's to summarize. If we can't get to the rest of it, she's been through a lot. Unfortunately. And may Shahada rest in peace, basically. Now, I refreshed it. I'm hoping it'll let me finish the damn thing. If not, we're just going to move on to the next article. And I might just summarize that one, too. Because we're taking way too long with this. And I apologize. And I say we, I mean me. And I say we, I mean the internet. Well, really, I just mean my computer. Anyway, whatever. Either way, it's taking too long for no good reason. Alright, you know, we're, we're going to move on, but you get the idea. But for those of you who can get links, once again, I'll put the link in, in the description when I put it on the other platforms. Okay.
So in the meantime, it's just sad that Shahada, because that's if that's her name that she chose, then that should be respected. Has been through a lot, a lot. And before she became Shahada, it sounds like she's been through a lot. And I really did not know she had more than one child. Not that it's my business, of course. Not that anyone's business. Good for her. But I'm so, so sorry that her son died. That, that's so sad. That's so sad. But, you know. It sounds like, at least before her death, she found a way to... Make some peace, I guess, if you can call it that. She did something, at least, so good for her. Alright. If I'm ha if I'm going to keep having trouble, I might just have to summarize the Tony Bennett article, just because this is taking too long, and it's unnecessary. And we all got lives. You got a life. I got a life. The world got a life. Oh, God. But again, well, anyway, I repeated that. So for those of you who can get links, you'll be able to get a link. Okay, let me see if I can clear some stuff off here. Maybe that's part of the problem. Probably is. So let's try this one more time. And if I have to summarize the Tony Bennett, I will summarize it. Okay, Tony Bennett dead at 96 in his hometown of New York. Good Italian stock, blah, blah, blah. Article by Rob Bailey Maldalo or Maldo. This was posted in July 21st, 2023, not that long ago, but long enough. 8.34 a.m., updated, blah, blah, here we go. Okay, so, Tony Bennett, the legendary pop, jazz, and band, and big band vocalist, had died after a seven-year battle with Alzheimer's disease. He was 96. Publicist Sylvia Wiener Werner confirmed Bennett's death to the Post, revealing he passed away in his hometown of New York, his official cause of death, just two weeks shy of his 97th birthday, has not yet been announced. Okay, I come from good Italian stock, he said, which is had, had based on the headline. But I've tried to stay fit through the years. Bennett told me nearly 20 years ago. At the time, he was a surprise 72, meeting and greeting concert goers with with swagger before a Bennett performance in the blazing hot. So, Sonoran Desert, Desert, not Desert, but Desert of Tuscan, Arizona. For two decades beyond that, the the twenty-time Grammy, Grammy, I'm saying Grammy, Grammy a winner, kept singing and swinging as smoothly as singing, swing, swinging as smoothly as ever. There we go, making history as one of the only artists to chart new albums each decade from the 1950s to the present. Okay, good for him, Anthony Dominic. Benedio, Benedetto, was born into a poor family of Italian immigrants living in Astoria, Queens, of New York, 19, 1926. His father, Giovanni, a grocer, died ten years later, forcing his seamstress mother, Anna, Anna Maria, to find new ways to to win to win bread with the, with the Great Depression. Okay. It wasn't long before Little Tony was cashing in with his vocal cords, performing at the opening of the 
Trabor Bridge in 1936. The legendary baritone belter was a tenor, tenor, tender tenor. There we go. God, if I can learn to talk, that'd be nice. Way back then, and reportedly received pats on the head from Mayor. I'm gonna spell this, y'all, because I can't pronounce this for shit. F I O R E L L O, LaGuardia. There we go. I think it's La well, LaGuardia now. And to who? While attending high school of industrial arts, the teen realized he wanted to be a professional singer, but also started training for his other lifelong artist passion, painting. This Decades later, his one-time hobby became a very classy, lucrative side hustle. Good for him. And, of course, we have a problem with me turning the damn article. Okay. So, basically, we're going to leave it here. It's a whole, he has a whole bunch of life history going on. He took a career hiatus to serve as a foot soldier in, in World War II. Okay. There we go. All right. We're going to leave it here. Unfortunately, I'm sorry... But I think you guys have waited long enough, and you guys have been more than patient with waiting with the last article. I don't know why it's doing this, and honest to God, I don't even care. Not about you, but I mean, of course I can't care about you, but y'all have waited long enough. We're, we're just going to move on. All right. But for those of you who can get articles and, and the other, I'll just post it. And, you can, and it's from the New York Post. If you want to go read the rest of it yourself, I definitely invite you to do so. Okay. Now that I took way long doing it than I should have, and I apologize, we're going to just move on to the main event, because, good God, y'all have been waiting long enough. Shit. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for me. But may Tony Bennett and, Sh and Shahada, formerly known as Sinead O'Connor, rest in peace. Okay. And on that note... Let's get to it. Okay, so today we're going to talk about aura scene. Now, hold on, because of course, you know these fucking sirens have to be fucking loud as God all get out. All right, so aura scene, you're asking, what's that? Is that like seeing energy or being an energy worker? Well, I guess. I don't know if that's entirely true, but I don't know if it's entirely not true. I guess it depends how you want to look at it. Okay. At least from my perspective, auras, I think anyone can learn to see auras. Sure. Absolutely. I'm not going to be the type to say no, per se. But I think for some, it is more of an innate ability than just something you learn off the street. Not that you learn off the street, you know what I'm saying. So, I'm going to say, simple answer, it's both. It's both. For some people, it's more innate, something they're born with, and for some people, they have to learn to develop that. And both are completely valid for the most part. That being said, now, the best way I know how to explain this is to, well, talk about myself, because it's something I've been able to do for the last almost half, two, decade and a half, a decade and a half almost, 20, almost 20 years, if not 20 years. So, what is aura seeing? Well, in short, everyone, every living thing, and probably even most non-living things at this point, have an energy field around them or an aura. And, some, and, and a lot of those come in different colors. I think some colors change over time based on what's going on, but some probably stay the same. 
and different colors mean different things, and I think they mean different things to different people. So, like, if I see someone with a gray or black aura, I don't necessarily think it's always evil, or they're always evil, or they're always negative. They just might be more... And it also depends on the person. For me, at least, that's how it works. For other people, it might be different, and that's fine. For me, it just might mean they're just a little bit more grounded, a little bit more realistic, a little bit more on the darker side of just, you know, how they see things. Kind of a glass-half-empty kind of things. Doesn't necessarily make them evil, but that's what it that's usually what it means to me, but not always. Or it could be a temporary thing. And their, or, and their color changes. And, for, and, and others, if they see it, they might see something different because they might be picking up on something different that I'm not picking up on. So, keep that in mind. So, what I'm, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, of course, because some of what I'm speaking is from my own experience slash opinion, and other people are going to have their own opinion on this. So, again, just put on your good questioning, good judgment, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt kind of attitude, and I think you'll be fine. Okay. Now, also... Sometimes when I see flames coming out of an aura, and this is just me, it does not necessarily apply to anybody. That usually means there could be some secrets going on, or some issues that one's dealing with, or something they need to get off their chest. Or in some cases, maybe someone could be a little fruity and they're just keeping that to themselves. I don't know. Again, subjective. And also... Sometimes I can see someone with two different color auras. Or they switch in and out. Doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. So, that's just a quick example. Also, maybe another question you may have is, how often do you see auras? Now, some people who see auras naturally, I think they see them all the time. Luckily, I do not. Thank God. I think, because, and we'll get into story time about that. I'll make it quick, I promise. I know I've tortured y'all enough as it is. <laughs> but I thank you for your patience. You. No, I'm serious, I do. Okay. Like, I can't turn it on and off, thankfully. So that kind of helps. I can actually turn this shit off. So I don't always have to see someone's aura, thank God, because it, it can get kind of blinding, which will lead to now in the story time. Okay, so how would I able to, to see auras? Because I'm going to tell you this right now, y'all. I was not looking for this a gift. I was not looking for this ability. I was not trying to walk into it. I was not trying to embrace it. I was not trying to do any of that. I did not necessarily even have an inclination to learn how to find this innate ability. It actually came out of nowhere. So when I was walking in Union Square, I don't know if I was going to a shop or a comic shop or... Well, it doesn't really matter. The point is, I was walking somewhere. And all of a sudden, I started seeing people with colors around them and blah, blah, blah. I almost got hit by a car. Oh, God. That was annoying. I mean, I might be a little more dramatic. I mean, I'm telling this story almost 20-something years later. So, you know, keep that in mind. But let's just say I should have been watching where I was going regardless. I will admit that. I should have been watching where I was going regardless. But, however... That's when I started seeing the colors, and bam! There you go. 
And at the first time I saw auras, it was like seeing all types of shimmering pinks and greens and blues and all the auras together. It's like, what the fuck? Now, over time, I learned how to separate them and see individual colors. And I never saw aura colors around everyone like that again or since. I usually just see one or two auras around people or color-wise. But the first time I saw them, it's like, it was like, what the fuck is this rainbow bright where you at, bitch? Kind of deal. Anyway. So there's that. So. You mean now? So that's basically how it happened. And over time, going into this next question, how did you learn how to control it? Well, I guess reading books over time, learning what different colors mean helps. It may not always apply to me, but it helps to, you know, to at least have a, some reading material, learning how to control it, learning how, what, at least what things could mean from a book and what things may mean to me as an individual. And then kind of making my own lexicon from that and just practicing over time and just learning how to control it where at least now, if I'm walking down the street, thank God I don't see anyone's aura like that. But I can look at someone's aura if I want to. Now, in full disclosure, sometimes I see auras without trying to. So it does happen uncontrollably. Thankfully, not as intense as the first time. <sighs> so then, so then the next question maybe some of you may have is how do you, how is this useful? Well, how is anything useful or not useful? Still a good question. I guess sometimes if I can look into someone's aura, I can tell they're lying or not. For example, not always the case. Not always. Like, I certainly would never hang my hat on it completely. Of course, that would just be irresponsible. But most times it's helped me. I can't really remember a time where it hasn't. But I will still say most times. Because as we know in anything in life, nothing is 100%. So, and this included... I will say it's helped me, but definitely not something I should hang my hat on completely. Because I would just be dumb. That being said, it does kind of help me determine, you know, a little more about people if I can trust them or not. Not always, but it does help. Again, nothing, not, not 100% foolproof, but it does help. Okay. Now, what I've come to know is, at least for me, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's true for everybody or anyone else who can see auras, and it doesn't necessarily mean, it also could just be the way we condition things. So, it could be that. I keep that all in mind. Okay, usually when I see police officers or people who work in the medical field, I usually see most of them having a groups of blue and green auras. Now, that could mean that's just the way my mind's projecting how I'm seeing the auras because that's how we associate those colors in America versus if I was in another country and I was born there I might see them a different color so we will keep that in mind and I do acknowledge that but nonetheless that's what happens I don't now maybe that's just the way my mind's projecting how I see colors with them and this is how my third eye is showing it to me. Okay. But 
at least for me, that's how it works. And I don't, and I'm not, and again, I'm only talking about myself. I'm not talking about how anyone else sees auras that, that it, I think it does work differently for all of us. I think we're all wired a little differently. But there you go. Now, now we're going to go into a little more sticky shit. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen and ladies and everything in between. Buckle up. Now, when I see the gods' auras, for example, when I have, theirs is really bright and gold or silver. And it's like, what the fuck? It's almost damn near blinding. It's like, what the fuck is this? Now, when I see any other beings or that aren't necessarily deity or, or whatever, theirs is kind of like that, but not as blinding, thank God. And everything in between. Now, usually when it comes to plants, at least for myself, again, keep in mind, I usually see them in types of green energy or green auras. Usually when it comes to plants. Usually. Not always, but usually. Trees particular. Again, it could just be the way my mind's choosing to associate it. And here you are. And nonetheless, that's what I'm seeing. Again. Again. Not saying... Just saying that's what it is. Alright. And... I do admit there's always more books for me to read on. And I do need to read up on it. And I... I am a little rusty, so I need to work on that gift. I've been working on the telepathy for so long, and the sight and the visions. I think I forgot how to, you know, connect to that other gift of mine. So, am I projecting a journey in? Oh, we'll talk about astral projection and journeying at some point, too, in this series. Side note, I do think it's a gift. People, it's more innate for others. It is more of a skill to learn, and for some, I think it's both. We'll discuss that in a future in a in a future episode soon enough. But that's a little sneak peek. All that being said, in short, that's how when I see auras, that's how it works. And obviously, again, and I'll tell you, you know, it works differently for everybody. Alright. So Now that I took that pause, I definitely am re-inspired to learn how to re re how to get better at my gift and really really work with it more. So I'm gonna be reading some more books on it and let you know what I think about those. So there's that. Oh, and I finally found my magical Tatawas book, because I've been on and off been working with those cards or been reading up or not reading up on them for twenty something years, so I definitely need to redo that. I think that might help me work on my aura seeing more as well. And portal making and so on. And we might discuss portal making at some point. But for now, we're going to keep it simple. Alright. So in conclusion. Seeing auras around physical beings, non-physical beings, living objects, and not-so-living objects. I will admit I usually seem the best with physical people living people and and, uh, and things like that I can probably see around other things plants including because plants are living usually but that's how it works for me in short 
and I do find it helpful, but, you know, it kind of can get kind of annoying if I don't keep that shit to myself. Oh, God. Ooh, I should never let anyone of my past friend groups know I can see auras. Should have kept that shit to myself. But, we all make mistakes. So, in short, that's basically what aura seeing, at least from my perspective, is. Alright. So for now, I'm going to leave it here because I made this show way too long. But, gotta love technical difficulties, right? Alright, so for now, there you have it. I hope everyone, in spite of everything, enjoyed this show. And I thank you so much for your patience. If you'd like to book a reading with me, please email me at psiwork101 at yahoo.com. And how you would pay for that reading, at least one of the ways, and or donate to the show if you feel inclined to, is my PayPal, which is the email at PSIWORK101 at Yahoo.com. And stay tuned next week for another episode of this series. I don't know if we're going to talk about telekinesis, as projection, journeying, or... Well, I kind of want to go into a little bit about pyrokinesis and hydrokinesis a little bit. But for now... We'll leave it here. Alright. Thank you so much for your time. My name is Woodstrag and I have been your host for the main show, One Drunk Hole Podcast. Alright. Take care, everyone. Be blessed.